Welcome back to the Clear Out Podcast hosted by Matt Brooks, brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast Network. I recorded two episodes last night with the guys at the Brooklyn Buzz. If you have not subscribed to their show, by the way, go ahead and do that. It's on all podcast streaming platforms. And we talked about two things. One was the Kyrie Irving situation, which, look, I know some of you are tired of talking about it. I get it. But it is a huge story. In fact, it's really the only net story going on right now that I think is really, really relevant. We could talk about the preseason games, and I think we touched on it a little bit in this episode, but the team's even playing like a distracted group right now, in my opinion at least. So we're going to be talking a lot about this Kyrie Irving situation, especially in light of the Shams Tarania piece, which dropped just before we recorded this episode at about 9 p.m. last night. It's it's Wednesday at about 8.30 right now. So um, yeah, I just wanted to set that up with timing. And then we actually have a second episode coming out that is an actual basketball episode. Yes, we did a season preview together, went through a bunch of fun storylines. I thought it turned out really, really well. So stay tuned for the season preview, actual basketball chatter coming out later this week. But before we get into this episode about Kyrie Irving, I just wanted to riff for a second. You know, I it's it's funny doing podcasts. It is usually just a a live rip, uh, a just a gut you know I guess gut reactions uh, to to what lately has been really tough to digest, I guess, news. And, and, you know, I've had a full night of sleep since we recorded yesterday's episode about Kyrie Irving and a whole night to think about what I thought of the piece that Shams did yesterday. And I've got to, I've got to tell you, um, I, I asked a question at the very end of this episode. I'm sorry to spoil it, but I asked the guys on Brooklyn Buzz, do you think, do you believe Shams' piece? Do you buy it? Do you buy everything that was said in that piece? And I was specifically talking about the claim that Kyrie Irving is a voice for the voiceless, um, that he's doing this because he's anti-establishment, he's not anti-vax. And after you know sleeping on it, I just find it really hard to believe that those ideas are separate. And that's where I'm at currently, and I, I felt like I wouldn't be doing a good job just posting this podcast without mentioning that. Because, you know, I want this podcast to be a reflection of how I feel and what I'm thinking. And I don't want to be leaving details out. I really don't. Um, Even if they are kind of inconvenient and uncomfortable. I Yeah, I I thought that there was some spin in, in the piece yesterday that Shams put out. I could be wrong. But I wanted this to to be sort of a diary of my thoughts. That's always what I want this podcast to be. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. I just, I think it's really tough for me to believe that somebody would give up $16 million because, you know, maybe he is that passionate about being anti-establishment. But even the, just the the method of going about it, the method of being anti-establishment, but not being upfront about it, not saying anything, not releasing even an Instagram story um, and saying, hey, like, 
I, I'm going to stand up for people that, that are losing their jobs. Like he hasn't made it known anywhere that this is his stance. So that's why it's really hard for me to buy that this is the motivating factor for him. And that's kind of what I woke up thinking about today. It just doesn't make sense. And and I just, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's really hard for me to believe that he isn't at least somewhat anti-vax, if you want to put it that way, or at least vaccine hesitant. It's just, the story doesn't really make sense. But I want to get into the conversation between myself Jack Manuel and Nick Fay, of course, the guys from the Brooklyn Buzz. Again, subscribe to their show. They do an awesome job. And, and we're going to let that rip. We're talking about Kyrie. And then later in the week, we've got a whole episode previewing this net season, awards, strengths, weaknesses of the team. I think we just we just knocked that, that show out of the park. I can't wait to put that out. But for now, let's get into this Kyrie episode. <music> What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to a special crossover episode of the Brooklyn Buzz and the Clear Out Podcast, part one. I'm Nick Fay. With me, as always, Jack Manuel and host of the Clear Out Podcast, Matt Brooks. Fellas, how we doing after a crazy day in Nets world? I'm so exhausted, honestly. Like, I'm so it's it's been. I feel like I've had. There's got to be a movie of this where you just keep having the same day over and over. In fact, I, I feel like I've Grand watched Hulk that movie. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Um. That's been that's been uh, the life of of covering and just being involved with the Nets for the last two weeks. It's just been the same story over and over every day. But I mean, it's we got a lot of new information today. Obviously, some big things to talk about. So uh, I'm excited to hopefully get some finality on this whole thing. Yeah, I don't know what's harder: being having Matt Brooks's job, putting out a million YouTube videos, going to a million press conferences, putting out a million podcasts, going on a million spaces, or having to wake up at 6 a.m., see the Bleacher Report notification on your phone and scroll Twitter for two hours and not be able to go back to sleep before work. So we've both uh, both got some tricky situations uh, given our, our status with this team. Yeah, I mean, um, Matt looks tired. Like, I've known Matt for a decent amount of time right now, and it feels Damn. like Kyrie has really got to him. Uh, Jack, obviously, you woke up at 6, so I feel like I'm the most energized one, and I went to the gym, and I'm just like, damn, like, Kyrie didn't weigh me down that much. But we're going to yeah. jump into that and plenty more. Uh, you can catch the buzz and to clear out on all streaming platforms and obviously guys we got an update on Kyrie Irving starting early in the day around 11 a.m eastern time uh Shams had a report saying that pretty much Kyrie will not play or practice with the team until he is a full participant and is eligible obviously being vaccinated and then obviously uh Sean Marks had a press conference said a couple things and then literally about an hour before this podcast recording we got a new report from Shams stating uh, the different reasoning why Kyrie is not getting vaccinated. It's not because he's anti-vax. It's because he wants to stand up against the government and mandates and for people that lost their jobs. Obviously, I threw a lot of information at you. But, Matt, what is your reaction to this today? Uh, they got to stop doing these things. They got to stop <laughs> dropping these, this news when I'm doing things. Yeah. That's a, that's my takeaway. I was at the gym uh, when I got the Nets PR notification. <laughs> and I at this point, I know by now, whenever I see the big, long, like, word doc i'm just always like oh god this is something <laughs> like it's always a big injury or or covid or it's just been so many things over the last two years so saw that come out and then this whole the shams things come out when i'm grocery shopping um yeah i mean <laughs> that's ruining your day <laughs> yeah, they're really just weighing me down um yeah i mean my immediate takeaway is i just 
I, it's just so hard for me to get a feel for what Kyrie's standing for. I mean, I read the Shams piece or pieces of it, and I, I get it. Like, uh, I mean, look, like you want to stand up for the voiceless, fine. And I'm not the first to make this point, but to just like not really say anything at any point and just call it a private matter and then have this come out, it's just the weirdest execution of whatever he's trying to accomplish. And and I just I just am sort of like, what's the point yeah. at right now? I don't know if that's too harsh, but it's just, it's so much drama and unnecessary theater for something that I think really could have been just said right then and there at media day. And it wasn't said. And now we're like two weeks later and we're finding out through Shams, which is probably a leak through Kyrie's camp. And I'm just like, this is just the weirdest way to go about this. It's just weird. It's a weird way to do this. Yeah, uh, misguided is a word that I use to describe it off wax as well. You know, weird, misguided. There's plenty of adjectives you can use to to talk about this. And, and I think that the fact that we saw this from Shams um, as well is evident because the last time we heard a, a, a leak relating to Kyrie Irving was that sort of the bubble talk and, and him making a stand there. And I think that a lot of us agreed and, and, and thought that he was justified in that stand. Whereas now the, the misguided stance of, like you said, you know, being a voice for the voiceless, but not using his voice. Like it, it's, it doesn't really, it's a bit nonsensical in ways. Um, it is a stance apparently that has been explained to his team, close teammates, probably Kevin Durant and James Harden. So when it, it makes you sort of look back on it and go, okay, when did Kyrie Irving tell them? Because Kevin Durant's stance changed a little bit when he was sort of saying, maybe he's naive, but I'm optimistic. What did he tell him like a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago? And, and, and look at I don't know, at least he's not anti-vax, but the the reasoning and the the means for him for standing up for, for his beliefs here is, I, I just don't get it. Um, and ultimately, maybe this is better than the alternative in being, you know, Andrew Wiggins or Bradley Beal or Jonathan Isaac, because maybe it does lead down the road of him actually getting the vaccine sooner rather than later. Um, obviously as well. Matt had to clarify for people on Twitter about the religious exemptions, which are now being put forth by the New York State, New York City, whatever it is. Um, obviously, those relate to frontline health workers and not NBA basketballers. So much to process, and it's still... It, we thought we'd get at least a bit of clarity, and I think we have. Like Yesterday, I'm like, okay, I think Curry is going to be a part-time player, and Sean Mark put that to bed um, pretty eloquently, and I think the way that he handled it and the team handled it was um, pretty spot-on. But then Kyrie Irving a couple of hours later goes, bang, um, I'm not done with this thing just yet. It's a, it's a tough one to process, Nick. Uh, where do you stand? Yeah, I mean, just touching on the recent Shams report about Kyrie and his reasoning, like you guys said, it's like the reasoning does not match the actions. Like Matt had said on Media Day, just come out and say it. Like, if that's why you're doing it, then you have to state why. So you or are a voice for the voiceless. If not, it's just kind of almost irrational to an extent to me. That's like, yeah, it's cool. We got his reasoning, but the reasoning doesn't really make any sense because he's not doing anything to support it. And like, whatever, if you want to have that belief, that's cool. But at the same time, like, it doesn't align with a lot of things. And obviously, science doesn't really back it up in what he's doing. So I just, it, it just just another weird Kyrie situation. You know, obviously he's done a lot of interesting things over the course of his career. And this just kind of adds to the list and it goes to the top of the list because obviously 
there's the potential for him sitting out the entire season. And I'm sure the Nets drew a line for him early on. Maybe it was a week or two ago. And then today they just kind of came out and were like, you know what? We're going to take a stand. We're not going to have this part-time player thing. You got to be all in because it's not really fair to the organization or his teammates or whatever if he's just going to be there half the time, especially if it's just for the reasoning in which he's stating and he's not really doing anything to back it up. So I feel like if I was a teammate, I might be aggravated by it or just like the situation just isn't clicking for me personally. See, I in terms of what you said there, in terms of like his teammates or whatever, it seems to me that, and I've spoken about the the nature of the the team itself in terms of the chemistry, in terms of their personality and stuff, in terms of what you know James Harden has said, and in terms of the introverted nature of them, I don't think these guys. It's it's. I think to be honest, it's a bit water of a duck's back. I don't think it really affects them individually or personally. Yes, it's going to affect the team, but they're a resilient bunch. They'll figure it out, and and I think that ultimately. Here on the Kyrie Irving side of it, he's obviously going to be giving up. What is it? He's on a forty million dollar contract, half of that money. Obviously, the the fact that it's the Nets' decision, um, I think is. I just don't know how to when this is resolved or how it's resolved or whether the like we see in a couple of days we're doing another crossover pod and it's about Kyrie Irving's playing on opening night. That wouldn't surprise me either. I just don't know because I think the surprising thing was. Sean Marks is when when Sean Marks says things he, he he's very measured in what he does say, and a couple of weeks ago before media days and all this sort of things, confident about the James Harden extension, confident about the Kyrie extension, confident about you know the vaccination status of all of our players. He said that those would be figured out. When he said that, I'm like, okay, cool, all gravy. It's probably Kyrie's going to get vaccinated. Katie will probably get vaccinated. Harden will get vaccinated. The fact that he put that out there means that he was probably given some assurances. And then that there's something that changed within that time frame. I think that this is consistently changing. I think that the Woj bomb last night during uh, the preseason matchup was probably the, the turning points. And then probably that evening or whether they'd had the meeting with Kyrie before that as they dropped that. And then Kyrie decides to do his thing after uh, the, the press today um, and speaking with the NetSpeed and everyone else today. I don't know, but... It's a it's a really tricky one, but I think that the the Nets uh, have handled this pretty well. Sean Marks, Joe Sy, and everyone in between. Matt, you've obviously been consuming this firsthand. How do you think Sean Marks and, and the Nets brass have gone about this? I think Joe Sy is sick of this. I, I think he's sick of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say this here: I, Joe Sy was um, not super pleased. La, like last year, at least Joe size camp um, during the absence. And I don't know uh, to the degree um, that I think could have mirrored what we're seeing this week with wanting him away from the team. Um, I don't know if it ever got that far, but there was at least from a little bit from what I've heard, there were people that believed that he, or at least people in his camp felt that way. So, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think, like, that has played a pretty large role. It's like, how many times are you going to have Kyrie really miss time? It was I did a, a spaces with um, my guy, or our guy, uh, Anthony Puccio today. I always say his name wrong. I, I got to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks Pooch. like a tough pronunciation. I mean, I Pooch do, is the easier way to go. <laughs> Pooch. I'm just calling him Pooch. He's going to give me, he's going to give me uh, crap about that. But um, yeah, no, I did this today and he reminded me that there was that thing with Kyrie and the uh, shoulder injury. 
I just completely forgot about that in year one. So I I don't know. I think like in a way, like just sort of taking care of this the way they did. And they did it so well today. Like Sean Marks, I said this a little bit earlier um, when I was talking to somebody. I think that was the best presser I've maybe ever seen him give in terms of he had a very set guideline for what he wanted to say. And he did such a great job of putting the responsibility on him and Cy, keeping it off the players, being respectful to Kyrie. It was just a really impressive 12 minutes. And there wasn't really much you could run with it or or anything if, if, you know, of course he wanted to look at it that way. I mean, but even if you just want to look at it face value, it just was impressive. So I, yeah, again, I, I said earlier, man, I just, it's it's a very good day, I think, in a way to be a Nets fan, just because the organization stood up for what they wanted to do and stood up for what their backing has been in large part with science. And they did it in a way that was respectful. Yeah. Yeah. I think Joe Sai was frustrated as well when he had the presser with the media and he said a couple comments and it was like he obviously felt a certain type of way. And you could kind of get those vibes. And it makes sense. I mean, he's putting out all this money for this team. He wants it to be successful. And they've kind of given Kyrie the benefit of the doubt with all these little minor events. And now it's just like, okay, we need you to be here. We need you to play. And, you know, 40 games isn't going to cut it, especially if let's say you sprain your ankle and then you miss two weeks. And now we're talking about 30 or less. So it's like we need you to be all in. It's a full-time commitment like we're all committing to winning this championship we need you to do the same thing and on the Sean Marks presser like you said Matt that was just an A1 course and how to give a presser after an incident like this and I think as a Nets fan I was pretty happy with his performance and then just like you said the team coming out and you know drawing a line in the sand and being like no like we believe in player empowerment but this is just taking it like a couple degrees too far so really happy with Marks he gets a ton of credit for what he does with like you know managing players and bring guys in signing trades finding talent but being able to give a presser like that is a skill no doubt and and i think it it reminds me of again the the last part that me and you did nick where i was sort of saying that the culture of the brooklyn nets is 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 the players now it's kevin Durant, it's Kyrie irving it's james harden but the fact that this sort of and i said it was a turning point and look a part of me was just like well Kyrie's going to get what he wants what he what he thinks because ultimately he's a superstar and the, the best of the best you know, get what they want at the end of the day. So it was good to see, you know, Joe Sy and, and Sean Marks arrest some of that control and be like, okay, this is still the Brooklyn Nets, not the yeah. Kyrie Irving, not the Kevin Durant, not the James Hardens. And in, in saying that, uh, it, it filled me with, you know, a bit of pride as being a Nets fan as going for the team, you know. We've all followed the team in some affiliation for however many years. And, you know, players have come and gone, but the organisation has remained, remained there. Obviously, Sean Marks is... Um, hiring has been a, a pivotal turning point for how this organization has run and where they stand today. So uh, I, I was pretty pretty happy with all that. And I'm glad that I was wrong in, in what I said on the last pod. And I guess in, in saying that, Matt, we I, I believe there was probably a lot of Josiah's influence in this. And Josiah also, from what I saw on Twitter with a lot of the, the billionaires list popping around, apparently he's lost a, a couple of bill lately, but he's got plenty in return. So hopefully... Uh, if the Nets want to chip, he can uh, make it up with a bit of merch sales. But in saying that, we obviously, with Kyrie Irving, we heard that the close teammates were consulted. We heard that Sean Marks said that all players were consulted. The the question I guess I have to ask, and probably going to be the one that the aggregators take from you <laughs> on this pod, my guy, is was Kevin Durant, was James Harden consulted? What do you think that their influence in this overall decision uh, and this whole, I guess, controversy and saga has been? 
Uh, yeah, I think they were consulted. I think KD was probably one of the final sign-offs. I mean, it just it seems very unless this got to be so bad behind closed doors, like that they were just like, I'm sorry, like we just have to make this decision. But uh, this is KD's team, like it is. Yep. So you know, you're not going to make a big decision like this and be like, oh, by the way, Kevin, guess what we did today? Like, you're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be something that he's going to have to give a final send off on. And, and it, I mean, look, like you can read into the, you know, let's say the preseason yesterday where he kind of, who was that? It was against uh, Andre Drummond where yeah. he got the technical. And now I'm thinking about that. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that was just like frustration boiling over from this whole thing. I mean, it's really that, Harden was, seemed a little frustrated yesterday too. They looked horrible. Like for this, I'm so excited to talk about basketball for one second. Although we're going to get back to it. <laughs> Save it, preview. Come on, Mike. Save it. Save it. Save it. <laughs> I'm, I'm saving it. But this, I'm, I'm just going to say this. This preseason game yesterday, everybody looked so disinterested. The defense was so bad, and defense is like such a thing that involves like heart and caring and working together. And it, I just felt like watching that team. I was like, it just feels like these guys are disconnected. And now it's like. I wonder if that was it. Like, I wonder if it was just this, this, whether they knew about the outcome or not, I'm assuming they all did. I'm assuming they knew about, um, you know, that this news was going to be dropped this morning as of last night. Uh, we're recording on Thursday, uh, Tuesday right now, and they played on Monday. So um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think he's, not only is he a guy that was involved, I think he was like really one of the final send-offs and it's maybe just what he wanted to do at this point. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a distraction. It became a topic every single day, every single question to all the players and coaches. And Sean Marks was Kyrie related. And it just seems like something that's kind of nagging on the guys. And again, getting to like the basketball side a little bit, then it becomes just a hurdle for Steve Nash. Like we talked about in the last pod, Jack, just having to deal with all these different guys in and out of the rotation. Because one night you have, you know, an all-star point guard that's playing 35 minutes, giving you 25 a night, playing super efficient. Then the next night you don't have that guy because you're playing at home for the next three nights. So it just, created so many different other distractions and the type of distractions that you just don't want on a championship team and Kevin Durant knows that he's been part of championship teams James Harden wants to be part of a championship team so these guys understand like other things are going to happen during the year and we're going to have to face that this is something else that we don't need to add to our plate if it's not necessary and mind you KD's been a part of a team where they had a really early season distraction with the blow up between him and Draymond you yep. kind of cannibalized that team now was that a was that just a a release of energy because there was this uncomfortable feeling within that locker room that Katie was going to leave? I mean, yeah, probably, but it yep. certainly didn't help anything. And I I just I think you know this as you said these guys have been doing it for a while. You kind of know when a situation is going to disconnect guys, and it's not just the stars. It's like you don't want your role players feeling a certain way and and you know feeling like oh this guy only shows up half the time, gets yep. all the credit. And, you know, and when he plays, I have to have my role shrunk or whatever. Um, it just was an untenable situation. And I think it's also, sorry to cut you off, Jack, one more last point. It's like guys that just joined the team to win a championship, like Paul Millsap, Patty Mills, LaMarcus Cam Aldridge. Thomas. Yeah, Cam, well, Cam, Cam, uh, Cam Thomas. Thomas didn't care if he's winning a championship. <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge coming out of retirement to play with the Nets, thinking he has this opportunity, and now you're going to tell me, yeah, this guy's not sure if he wants to play or not, and he has all these other things on his plate. So just really crazy. But what are you thinking, Jack? Yeah, I, I wanted to finish, I guess, with two things, because you know we, we want to spend a lot of time talking about basketball and our season preview. Two things. How much does this thing linger 
and what is the ultimate resolution to it all? I mean, it's it's a, maybe two questions that can't be yeah. totally answered, but I've got pretty two of the, the smartest people in terms of Nets basketball in my eyes, and that's why I pose the questions because then I can respond to it after I hear from smarter people than me. <laughs> this is I a... hope it ends soon. <laughs> How about that answer? Yeah. Um, Don't mind it. I mean, there's two, there's two solutions, three solutions. Um, the NYC mandate changes. I think that's unlikely, but we can throw that out there. He gets vaccinated. Some people are feeling really optimistic by the news that he's taken an anti-government stance, and that's what's fueling his decision. And it's not that he's anti-science or anti-vax. I am unsure, I guess, about how I feel about that. Um, I think that could go either way. And I could also see, like, if he is so anti-establishment, having his establishment that he works for saying, basically, you can't show up, you're going to lose your job, um, could fuel that stance, could actually make this way worse because all of a sudden he's, he's, actu he's actually a voice for the voiceless. He is leading the march of the voiceless or whatever this whole idea is because he's now unable to work like it, it could just completely backfire so i don't i could see that going either way or he shows up next week and he's vaccinated and this was just a whole a whole whatever just a whole he just wanted to make a point or or what i don't i don't know i don't even know what it is <laughs> Yeah, I think Matt pretty much nailed it. I think the New York City, uh, New York City mandate thing, like if it were to get removed, it probably wouldn't be until almost like summer. Is, is it, I thought it was no, isn't November when the elections are or whatever. You guys are obviously residing in that country. Yeah, I mean, there are elections, but it doesn't mean anything's going to change. And you would assume okay. based off of the state and the different things they've done in the past and then the way that they anticipate COVID probably increasing during winter, given people are inside and things along yeah. those lines. I couldn't see anything until like late spring, maybe early summer around playoff time, which obviously is great. But like Matt said, I also could see him getting the vaccine and then just all of a sudden showing up. Or maybe it's just randomly one day in February decides to come play. We just saw Ben Simmons randomly just decide to come play for the Sixers after holding out. So wouldn't put it past him and then like matt said i wouldn't also be surprised if he sat out the entire season and then the last thing which i don't think is super likely but i would just have to mention as a possibility is that he retires like that's i don't want to say that or, it's like traded. A, or traded i mean i think yeah. the trade trade provides a lot more other elements and i think that's more unlikely i think it's almost more likely he retires just given yeah. he just seems to care about a lot of things and basketball is not his priority and that's okay like if that's what you want to do that's fine but you have to understand like he's pretty much saying right now that his priority is not basketball and th if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do i'm not here to tell you how to live your life but at the same time like it makes sense yeah do like you brought that up nick because i think if he were to retire or trade it or, or whatever more so retired you know the the voice quote unquote that he does have it gets incredibly diluted and lost in the wings if he's, you know, a retired player. Or maybe it gets stronger. I don't know. But for me, it was, you know, it's the reason why a lot of the players decided to go to Orlando because they thought that their voice, that platform gave them, um, was able to forward a, a lot of the efforts for, for Black Lives Matter and all the other philanthropic efforts that they had. So, look, it's, it's, incre it's an incredibly unpredictable situation. I think that, you know, that comes with the... That comes with the package of, of Mr. Kyrie Irving, but you know we got Cam Thomas, we got Patty Mills. Things are gonna be fine, lads. Let's 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 talk some hoops on the season preview. Javon Carter.
I Devon Devon Carter. Carter. <laughs> I guess, guys, before we leave, what do you think is the most likely outcome? Just your prediction on the situation. Obviously, it's like we have all have like a one in four chance here. So, oh boy, um, I think that this drags out for a really long time. I could see like January. I mean, which pains me because I just, I just don't want to have to think Talk about, about it <laughs> every single week and every and you know every single loss where they let's say they lose to let's say they lose to the Lakers on Christmas it's going to be the discourse of well what what could have happened if Kyrie was it's just going to hang over and I, I really regretfully say this but I am worried it's going to hang over for a large part of the season which I also worry about the team with a little bit yeah because again this like is, it's just it's funny that he said he didn't want to be a distraction on media day because even even by staying silent and and or and whatever and with the team saying basically we need you to stay away till you're vaccinated even still it's still going to be a distraction like it's just yeah. going to be that so um i i think that yeah I, I could see it happening at some point maybe halfway through the season i mean i don't think it's a secret that he doesn't really like the regular season, I don't, I don't get the sense that he really cares that much about the regular season. He likes the big games, clearly, and he likes the playoffs. He likes those big moments. But um, as for the regular season, like, you know, I don't think he's going to be losing sleep over missing parts of it. Now, the money, money might talk at some point. Yeah. But actually missing games, hmm, I don't know. What do you think, I'm Jack? Gonna, yeah, I'm going to go by – I reckon he's there by Christmas because – because sort of you sort of saying, you know, big games and playoffs and those sort of things, Matt, I reckon he wants to be there for, you know, the, the Lakers game. I reckon he wants to be there to go up against LeBron and, and for that for that matchup. Maybe even opening night, maybe the desire to, to be there for... It depends on... I, I think Kyrie, the, the, like we alluded to earlier, the fact that this has been a, a, whirlwind, of a, of a, saga, a whirlwind of a saga shows that it can change at, a, at, at an instant. You know, Kyrie Irving might wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? Seeing the the response to it online and and everything, or maybe he does an Instagram live and you know he, he gets a lot of hate, or maybe he just you know just wakes up and is like ah I feel like getting the vaccine. Maybe that's a better way to do it. People are telling me to actually use my voice like literally rather than figuratively, or, or it's not even figuratively, just not using it. So I'm going I'm going by Christmas at the the latest, and um, the optimist in me is hoping that it's done by opening night, but I think that that's probably more unlikely. I gotta ask you guys one thing. Do you guys buy the 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 what we got from Shams tonight from Kyrie? I I should have asked this earlier, but I I don't know. Maybe I just didn't want to hit off the podcast of this. Like, do you think that's really why he's unvaccinated? Honestly, that's such a tough question. <laughs> Trying to figure out like how Kyrie Irving thinks is just like a real task that we could speak about for a long time. I mean, part of me thinks like maybe it's true, but part of me is just like maybe it's not. Maybe he just just like came up with the idea. Like I said to Jack before we hopped on, it's like he's the type of person that has kind of a feeling towards something. Instead of like thinking of a thought out plan to execute that feeling, he just kind of reacts and does something. And at maybe one point he's just like, no, I don't want to get the vaccine. And also someone else brought up a point like he just doesn't like being told what to do. So, like, yeah. that's just part of how it is. So maybe this is kind of his excuse or way to do it. Honestly, I have no way to say. And until we actually hear from Kyrie Irving, I think that's a fair question. Look, Shams has always been pretty spot on with when it comes to Kyrie Irving stuff. And to me, I think I would like to think it's more likely that Kyrie Irving would have this weird, deluded reason 
than be anti-vaccination, anti-science because of... Both. Yeah, I still think that, like, despite all this, he is a a curious person, he is a good person, he has, like, an intelligent mind in certain respects, obviously. But, you you know, you hop back to different sort of sagas, as Matt was sort of alluding to, you know, different injuries, the, the January absence, the whole flat earth thing, which was... Him just on a podcast speaking to his Cleveland teammates and just throwing it out there. Then a couple of weeks later at uh, All Star Game, he's like, "Yeah, I was just doing it to, you know, just stir some, stir up the pot and and, and, and ruffle some feathers." So not, maybe that's the the same sort of issue, but that was obviously five years ago, and maybe yeah. his convictions have changed. But I'd 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 like to think that like you know he would think about the the greater good of actually just getting the vaccine and knowing that that's not only going to be helpful for him but the communities that. Um, he has such strong allegiances to, as well as his family and um, the the newborn son or, or daughter that he's going to have very soon. Um, I, I just hope that it, it's resolved sooner rather than later. But I, I I buy into it, but at the same time, I can be, as Kevin Durant would say, a little naive sometimes. <laughs> I think that's a fair way to put it, especially with this situation. And just to give my yeah. prediction, I think like you guys said, he does get vaccinated, but I think at some point later in the season, it does drag on. It becomes something annoying that we consistently have to talk about. And like you said, it becomes a headline on first take every time the Nets lose a big game. But any other thoughts, guys, on Kyrie before we get out of here? No, I'm so excited to talk about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some hoops. Let's talk some defensive coverages. Let's talk some... Horns action, and I want to learn about basketball more from Matt Brooks on the season preview. Yes. Uh, always a pleasure, guys, even when we're talking about topics that are not fun. And as I mentioned before, you can find the Clear Out and the Brooklyn Buzz on all streaming platforms. Yeah.